This is Petey Sims. You listen to Men of Van Arbor Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Men of Ann Arbor Podcast. I'm Stuart Douglas, as always, besides, beside Petey Sims. Uh, third episode. We got a lot to get into. We'll get into the basketball stuff, but a lot was a lot of what's going on with the basketball stuff uh, is off the court right now, unfortunately. And there's been quite a few things with the Michigan basketball program, right? Juwan wasn't coaching. And he's the assistant coach. Everyone in Indiana asked me, what's going on with that? Is he going to be the head coach? Now he's back. Now we have the altercation with Sanderson um, with the investigation still kind of pending. It was kind of up in the air. We'll get into that a little bit. But basically, I don't know what game it was um, or before a game. I can't remember what it was. But Sanderson and Juwan got into some type of argument. Um there was, you know, talks on X that Juwan was going to get fired. All these rumors flying around. That ended up not happening, obviously. Um, Sanderson did end up filing an HR complaint, which kind of throws an interesting wrench into this conversation. And now we don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, but we were talking before we hit record here. Like, these types of arguments happen, right? Like, player to coach. Coach to coach can happen. Now, getting physical is one thing. There's reports that it didn't. There's reports that they got chest to chest. Hard to know what exactly happened. No one, no one truly knows until something comes out from one of them. But I mean, we we've let's start out with our experience. Like we've experienced that before, right? Like coaches, one coaches getting super pissed at players and going at players, and you know players coming back at them. I mean, you you had a you, I've heard some. You don't have to get into some stories, but I heard some stories about Amaker. Some some funny ass stories by Amaker. Just coaches all around the country with players and get into it, um, and coaches and coaches can get into it. It's not uncommon. I mean, you we've experienced that, right? You've experienced that, haven't you? Yeah, it's not uncommon. You know, coaches for years, coaches have got into it with players. Coaches have got into it with coaches. You know, I think we're in a day and age where things like this just get blown out of proportion. We don't need to go into a deep investigation, two men get into a chest-to-chest conversation. I've seen worse. I've witnessed worse. And it's still worse going on out there. So, you know, I'm biased to the whole situation. Unless it was something actually physical done, I think, you know, it's just being blown out of proportion. This is – but this is where I hesitate is because that HR complaint was filed and Sanderson – Missed the last two games as of this recording. Don't know if he's in Florida. You know, when this comes out, we'll find out that that'll be answered. But not sure if he's back with the team yet. And and I don't know like what to make of it, right? Like, I think maybe filing an HR complaint is smart if you are fired, <laughs> if you're let go and you don't want to leave. Um, there, you know, you could be there could be an issue there. I don't, I don't know why you would do that unless you really want some disciplinary action to be taken against Jawan. Maybe it's some protection for Sanderson, but not being with the program and filing that HR complaint. I mean, I think I know Coach Sanderson pretty well. He no. was my strength, yeah, he was he was my strength coach for two years. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what to think. You think, but like, 
we've experienced this before as players and we've seen it with, with coaches, but like the, you're always come back. Like you don't miss games, right? Like him missing games is what concerns me. Yeah, it's definitely concerning because, you know, something as simple as a chest to chest, you know, maybe a spec, maybe a few hours go by, but missing a game is, it calls for more question and, and it really has you looking into it. But, all we know is what we reported, what was reported, and they said it was a chest-to-chest. So, you know, I'm going on that. Like I say, I'm for all Michigan guys. Sanderson, I got a chance to work with um, John. So I'm going with all Michigan guys, man. I wish the best for the whole situation. I wish they work it out as fast as they can. We need both of those guys for the success of this program, you know. Yeah, there's been a lot of calls for Juwan to be fired. You don't agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. Nope. Um, Juwan being fired. No, man, you know, <laughs> coaches be in positions where they have 11-year spans where they don't win, you know, and still be tenured 15 more years out and get another chance to rebuild the program. So, you know. Not pretty far, but, I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I I I'm saying give him a chance, man. It, it's not something he should be fired over. Winning, losing, that's different. He he's had guys go to the NBA, so you know, losing key guys in the program. What do you think, Stu? It's tough. It's because he's on like a zero tolerance policy, right? Like what Bob Knight. What was you mean by was- that? What do you so, mean by that? After the after the Wisconsin game, when he punched, slapped, open hand hit, um, Krabenhoff, the assistant coach, he's it, I don't know if they came out if Ward said it or it was just kind of reported like he's on a zero tolerance going forward, zero tolerance mandate where you know you can't be getting physical altercations. You gotta really be careful about getting verbal altercations as well. And this definitely toes the line like of going against that zero tolerance mandate um, that they had for him if that was the case um so it's it's your war's kind of in a weird position where you don't want to fire a coach in the middle of the season you don't want to fire a coach at all ever but you also can't if that's truly what it was if there's truly was zero tolerance for Juwan going forward, this were to happen with the details that we maybe know, it's hard as a leader to be like, all right, well, this one kind of this one gets a pass. And, and I'm not, I I don't want Juwan to get fired. I mean, ideally, I want John to stay, and I want Sanderson back. I think they're both important for the program, and I think you know a lot of people are still a lot of people are off Juwan. You know, they're off Juwan last year. Um, after, you know, this six and five start and the spat with Sanderson, they're off him. They think he needs to be fired. I'm holding on by a thread with my hope right now. Um, but there's, there's a lot there that says, all right, that's, that might be it for him. Again, I don't, I don't really want that, but from everything that's going on and from a leadership standpoint, sometimes, you know, you got to make those hard decisions. Like if you say something, you got to back up, you know, what you said. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird spot to be in right now. Some people it's not, some people are like, nah, get rid of them. Like now. 
I'm not, I don't know if I'm, 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 I don't think I'm on that boat as of yet. Like I said, I'm, I'm biased towards the head coaching situation. I think Jawan yeah. is still the man for the job. You know, he still needs time. Um, you know, he, fresh team is early in the Big yeah. Ten season and about the Big Ten season, you know, so he's back as the coach, full-blown. This is what we're dealing with right now. I think he's the man for the job right now, so I, I look at it as such. Yeah, it's such a weird spotlight to be under, right? Like, usually you're critiqued for your wins and your losses as a coach and as a player. Um, and now, you know, he went through, he, he got into it with Turgeon. Uh, that kind of started um, everything. It was a couple years ago, which I really loved, by the way. I loved him going at Turgeon in the middle of that Maryland game. Then the, the – the hit, slap, punch, whatever you want to call it, with Wisconsin. And now, you know, he's being viewed under a microscope. And he's not – he hasn't helped himself all that much. I mean, getting kicked out of that game where he wasn't being the head coach uh, down in the Bahamas, which I think was BS. I mean, unless he said something totally egregious. But getting kicked out of a game that he wasn't even the head coach in. Um, this spat with Sanderson. And, you know, immediately everyone assuming when you got on X, it was – Jawan punched the the strength coach and he's going to be fired. And like, that was just like sure. assumed. And I heard, you know, I have my sources and they, they have their sources. And that was kind of the story that was going on. And like that Jawan was gone and it came out that that wasn't exactly what happened, but to be, it's just such a tough, tough spot to be in where these things can get blown out of proportion if that's what's going on. And you're not, you are, I mean, you're, you got, you're being judged for your basketball, but you're also your, your character is being judged, right? That part sucks. You, Beeline did it to us, right? He'd always judge your character. And that's part of like building up teenagers into basketball players. But that, that's a terrible part of it. I remember like, all right, you can tell me, you know, I sucked as a basketball player. But then when you told me like, you're a weak, blah, 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 you got to get tougher. Like when he really tested you as a human being, that stuff hurt a lot more, no? Yeah, no, um, it's a difference when they test your character, you know, you know, some things you lack in physically, but testing your character, that goes all the way into how you was raised, all those different things. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping deep. he has a chance to, to, to redeem with this season, you know, you know, it just takes one or two games, man. Change this thing around, man. You know, they'll be yeah. back on his side. He win one or two games. We'll be having a different story or maybe three or four. We don't know, but yeah. you know, we know how the tables turn and I'm hoping for that for Juwan. What do you think? I mean, what would it take for you to say, all right, like they go <laughs> five and whatever, 10 in the big 10 play or whatever. I don't know how many games play. I can never remember. Like, are you just wanting to stick? You're, are you, or are you just the eternal optimist right now? Yes, <laughs> I'm definitely the eternal optimist because you know I want them to win. You know, anybody sitting in that seat, I don't want them to get fired. I right. never, you know, want to see anybody lose their job. You know, especially someone like Jawan. So yeah, we we need more you, Petey's. We need more eternal 
Uh, so it's not even a turtle optimist. It's just full, fully supporting the program. And, you know, we can critique what Juwan does, what the players do, while still fully supporting them. And I think sometimes those lines get blurred there a little bit. But I really do. I really want to support Juwan, and, and I would like to see him successful. It's just it's getting a little difficult at times with stuff like this. When, when Sanderson, when, when people in the program do get affected, like if he were to leave the program, if there were to this affect him so much that he were to leave the program or be asked to, to leave, you know, that would be a little hard for me to swallow when you start affecting other people's lives with their behavior. Now, and Sanderson is responsible for his behavior, just like Juwan is in this situation. You know, you, you're always in control of your reactions. Um, I actually texted Sanderson a couple of days after, like, the news broke. Um, it was a couple of days after the Iowa game. And just said, you know, hey, thinking of you, um, you know, you're really important to the program, you know, and he said, thanks. And that was it. We didn't talk about anything further. Um, but he, he was. He was a crucial part of the program, big part of my last two years. And, you know, from then on out until this day, it's been a huge part for those players. And so it's just tough to see many people being affected by this, you know, down the line, all the way to Jace. You know, he was part of that argument that started it. Um you know, a little argument with the physio that happens, it happens, you know, especially when you're frustrated going through rehab and, and, you know, Jace and Jet have to deal with this as well um, because of who their dad is and who's the, the situation going on. So the players have to internalize it, but then push forward and then they can't talk about it with people. So it just creates a really tough situation for everyone. So I feel for everyone. And I just want to, you and me, we're going to support the team as much as possible um, and I, you know, I like the coaching staff, but I'm, I'm here to support the players as well. Like that's, that's always my big initiative, especially from outside perspective. <clears throat> and in terms of supporting the team, uh, we can get into the basketball part of this. Now we'll move on from the Sanderson, Juwan stuff. Um, big, big win at Iowa. That was a huge bounce back after IU. I mean, really massive, you know, unbelievable scoring game. And I still thought, there was places, efficiencies that they could improve on. But the play on the court, you know, has been there. And in the Eastern Michigan game, Eastern Michigan wasn't very good. So it's not a test. Like, I'm, I'm really looking to, to interested in breaking down this Florida game um, to see how they're really responding to all this news and stuff. But the Iowa game was, it was a huge, huge bounce back for them after IU, after really kind of, I think, laying, laying an egg against IU and a team that I think they, they should have taken care of at home. Um, so I had a, a pod, uh, we went live, me and C. Watt. So we, we put a little wager on, well, not a wager. They had a little uh-huh. spread. And I didn't come too far off because they were saying after they went to Oregon and, you know, was in Hawaii, long flight, they were due to get spanked by Indiana. That wasn't the case. Close game. I think we lost by two. You know, it was close pretty much the whole game. So, you know, we go in one and yeah, one three, yeah. in the Big Ten. Like you said, Iowa was a great bounce back. Got Man. to see some guys, you know. Terrace, your boy Terrace. Yeah, Killing we talked it. about him in the beginning, yeah. So Your he eye. got to live up. To, yep, he got to live up to that potential, not playing or not starting. You know, Juwan tested him. And, and that's the reason why they needed Juwan back. 
head coaches can play those little tactics that motivate yeah. you and, and, and you light like a that? fire up on you. Yeah, for sure. Starting B line did well it to me. Yep, yeah, B line did it to me. You know, well. was was starting Zach Gibson and I I in the yeah, game with the most minutes. Yep, I in the game with the well, most minutes and hey, I'll, I just I'm couldn't mess up. I'll, I'll I'll say this. You and Manny were obviously our best players, for sure. But Zach Gibson in the month of August was killing it, dude. Yeah, August sure. and, and like September. I mean, he was knocking down th- like every three, dunking, and then we get into the season and it didn't translate, and you end up prevailing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was a real it was a real chance to play you at the four, even though I think your best position was the five. But shout out Zach Gibson, man. He he was uh, yeah. That- that was the whole thing. Bit. Yeah, you, you've been tested before. We've all been tested. I, I've been in and out of the starting lineup before with Beeline. You end up, you end up always playing 35 minutes, 30, 30 plus minutes because he knows he needs you on the court. But like, there's, there's tests for that. And that's, that's what a head coach has to do. Yeah. So having Jawan back is going to be key for this new run. We start off six and five. This, that that part of the season is over. Um, now it's time for the real scout and the real physicality, the real, you know, that real well, Big Ten yeah. play. And we're going to need Terrence consistency. We're going to need, you know, performances like that Iowa performance where everybody yeah. gives us something, you know. And we got to put together that consistency going into the, you know, going into these next few Big Ten games. Yep. Yeah, it's, it is it is that consistency. And, and the Iowa game, I mean, you had – what six guys in double figures, which is amazing. Almost I mean, Iowa. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, Iowa doesn't guard, and you're not going to score ninety. And maybe, I mean, I would not be shocked if they didn't score ninety in any other Big Ten game this year. So, I don't know if they play Iowa home; that might get there as well. But um, that consistency was huge, and that 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 support from everyone was massive. Terrence, in particular, was hitting huge threes in the first half. Um, those were massive when when Olivier and Doug were not playing super great. But I really love the bounce back from Doug in the second half. I think he started the second half like four assists and six, seven, eight points, something like that, in like the first five minutes. Like something crazy. He did that, he did that against uh damn dude, what was that game? It was Oregon. It was against Oregon where he came out and hit like four threes to start the half. So he has that ability that like that, that's, that's maturity right there where you have the bad first half or not up to your standards in terms of scoring and assisting. And then you come back and bounce back. Olivier bounced back in the second half as well. Finished with 12 against Iowa. Um, those, those are real big tests for me and especially on the road. You know, I know I was a little easier to score on than most other teams, but those tests are huge for me. And to see how Terrace responds, not starting against Eastern Michigan. We'll see what happens against Florida. Um, you know, but you got a lot of weapons going on, but the name of the game is going to be defense once again. Like you're going to grind it out with these Big Ten teams. They're going to grind you down. You can't be letting up open threes. And I thought that was still an Achilles heel heel for them, letting up some open threes against Iowa. Um you know, IU just doesn't shoot threes, so it didn't really bother them that much. But that's was, gonna be that a end team for like me. that score. Yeah, a team like that score eighty, Stu. So at yeah. the end of the day, it was great for us to, you know, still score ninety points. But like you said, the Big Ten, being in the Big Ten, you're not going to score ninety 
probably 90% of the games that you're going to play. So no, hell no. you have to, you know, develop that defensive balance and, you know, it's, you will be tested. You know, Jawan has to do a good job with scouting like any other coach in the big 10 scouting is key. Um, yeah. I mean, it's everything. In the big 10, you get into it. Like you have so much film on them. And I mean, it's a little different with different now players and you're not playing these guys like big 10 teams are playing Olivier for the first time. Now they have film on them for the past 11, 12, 13 games uh, to start the season for the big 10 season really kicks off. But, you know, Doug's a brand new player. They got, they, they got to, you know, he can, he can hurt you in a lot of ways. So it's, it's always different, right? That second time playing the team that year, I always thought the big 10 was tough, right? The big 10 was tough to win in. You had to be mentally tough, but I was always way more comfortable in conference play, especially junior and senior year. Cause I was like, yeah, I, I've played this coach five times now. Like it's not, it's not a big deal anymore. Like, you know, kind of what to expect. There's some wrinkles here and there, but it, it is interesting now, like with NIL and like these teams changing over, it's a little different. You know, teams are going to be seeing Olivier for the first time. I think he can still surprise some people early on in the big 10 play in particular with the scoring. Like there might be some 20 point games for him to start off. I wouldn't be shocked. They go to, to Minnesota and he drops, you know, 25 on those, on those dudes. And, you know, Dawson might turn around and give him this. No, Dawson's gone. Dawson's gone. Wrong, wrong year, PD. But anyways, the point is, I think there's still some level of surprise that this team can put on the Big Ten. I think Iowa was kind of the start of that. For sure. Um, you know, t- besides besides Olivier and Terrace, you know, having some of those other guys be consistent throughout the Big Ten play. Um, well, they're not, they're not yeah. going to know Olivier. I, you know, I compare myself to him. Shoot, a, shoot the three a little, you know, real versatile. So it just depends. I killed the Iowas. I killed the Minnesotas. Um, Purdue's number right. one, you know, nowadays. But as you know, you know, I killed the Purdue. The number one Juwan Johnson killer, PD. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I look forward to playing in those type of environments for the type of player that I was, you know. It, it, it served to my advantage. So having him play sort of like a PD role in the Big Ten is 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 going get you a lot of wins. So you know, yeah, it's it. I, I agree with you to a degree. I think some of like like when we played um, our teams going to you in the post. We talked about a little bit. I think in episode two, going to you in the post was a good idea at the end of games. But we we had that planned out. Like we're running we're running a you might even like run a back screen for you into a post up or running a pin down into a post up or you know whatever the case may be. We we kind of had you in the game plan for end of games like when you need that reliable shot. It looked like a lot of times well I think it was it was IU. Yeah, it was an IU game where they just kind of went to it, but like didn't have any game plan for it. Like Doug had it up top and might want a ball screen from Terrace, but Olivier is already posting up calling for it. And he's the elder statesman here. And Doug kind of relented and, and would go to the post up. Now it works sometimes, sometimes it didn't, but it was just kind of disjointed. 
Um, you know, when, when this team flows, they can score 90. And, and I, so I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth. Like, yeah, you, you can post up, but like, it's got to be part of your game plan. Like the end of your game, the end of the game should be a Doug, a Doug ball screen. I think that still should be number one or an Olivier post up. Um, and, and an Olivier Doug ball screen, I think is amazing. Cause then if they switch, you get a mismatch. I think those two together can cause a lot of havoc. I think you just have to get it a little more organized. I don't know. What do, I mean, what do you are, – are you seeing – I mean, the, the Iowa game's tough. And, like, Eastern Wisconsin, again, like, not a, not a test. Like, to watch that game doesn't really make a difference. I mean, they're kind of coast to 80 points against them, unfortunately. But – that Iowa game, I think that I feel like there was more organization there. Now Iowa was playing a zone, but I mean, do you think that? I'm asking the guy who always played like you're you're a one on one guy, right? You're like a you're like an MJ type. Give me the ball, and I'm gonna go win. And I'm and I'm different. So I think in in your mind, you're just thinking like we need reps, like we need Olivier post up there, basically. No, no, no. You made a you made a key point. You know, it has to be by design. Going playing in Europe and after playing so long, you don't mm-hmm. want to post up if a guy set a ball screen and it's too much conjunction. Defensive three yeah. seconds, you do not want to be playing a post up like that. You need the proper spacing, and they were kind of just going to it. Which, if you're not a player who can just like an MJ, just go out and and score no matter what, you know, it has right. to be a post up design. So you know, late in the games, I, I definitely agree with you. Has to be a Doug hands, and if not Doug, I I I'd take Olivia in a post. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, and honestly, if you got, if you got Will in there, Will's post ups have been very efficient. I think Terrace is getting there with his footwork. He's had two really good games back to back with higher motor, but I think overall, whatever you're there doing has to be organized. I think you still have a pretty young team. You know, you got Namari who still doesn't have like full. This is his biggest role he's played. This is the biggest role Doug has played. This is the biggest role Terrence has played yet. Uh, Will, same thing. Terrence, same thing. Olivier has been there, but he, his role still expanded from where it was last year. So when you got guys that are still figuring out who they are, I mean, eleven games into their into their biggest role yet of their lives, their basketball lives, eleven games is still not a lot. Like they're still learning. You're learning the entire time. So I think that organization there at the end of games is, is huge. Um, it makes it easy when Iowa goes zone. Like you just repeat what you've been doing the entire time, basically. And I thought they did a really good job of it. Um, and they, they, tried, they tried to throw it away at the end there a little bit. But uh, overall, that looked a lot better. But we'll see when they play a team that can switch, that can switch a lot of ball screens um, and where their movement is man to man. It's funny, dude. I, I always thought, when a team played a zone against us, I thought it was an insult. For sure. I was like, there's no way you think this is going to work. Land of the threes, Chrysler Arena. Yeah. When that was it. Hit, land of the threes. We got them up, man. So, what was that game we broke the record? That had to have been broken again. I'm hoping it was against. Uh, was that Savannah's name? No. I got to look that up. We got we got to announce that next next episode. Yeah, so yeah, them, you mentioned Savannah States. I love the Savannah States of the world, the um, Florida <laughs> Gulf Coasts of the world. 
You know we almost that, lose to Savannah State? You had to hit the was, game winner, remember? Man, but I loved it. It was – and something like that. I remember some of those games, me and Beeline had spats that got, you know, real serious. You know, we couldn't lose to them. We yeah. knew how brutal it would have been. But, you know, Stu, I wanted to ask you, going into the Big Ten play, we got a game yeah. in the middle – well, we're in the big we're in the Big Ten play. We got a game like Florida, pretty even team. McNeese. Yep. Then McNeese having those two games right, you know, in the middle. What can we take from those games? Why are those games important? How do we look at those games going into them? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're huge. Every game is huge right now. Six and five is not a great record, but Michigan has two quad one wins which is massive and if they can keep that up that that goes a long way and, and you also can't afford too many if any bad losses um so mcneese state is no pushover they're they're 10 and 2 right now as of us recording this um florida seven and three i mean not great but you don't want to lose to them either i mean it's a it's a test there it's kind of i'm a little surprised that Florida's favored by three and a half. But regardless, take care of business. You know, work. You know, it's it's hard. You don't you, you to let these things distract you. Again, Eastern Michigan was not a big test. Florida's gonna be a bigger test. McNeese State will be a bigger test than Eastern Michigan, I believe. It really just comes down to just, just win these games, get to the Big Ten and win these games. Like I, I think going into the Big Ten season, if they turned out to be seven and five, would be – or sorry, um, six yeah. and seven yeah. with a losing record would be really tough. But they have a chance to rack up some quad one wins. I don't know where Florida will end up. I don't think they're, they would be a quad one win right now. But it's – there's your backs are kind of against the wall a little bit. Like You have to You're win. not totally – you're not totally shoved up against the wall right now. They're not totally out of it. Um, but, you know, they still got ways to go to even sniff, like, the first four out of the tournament. So, really, it's just get organized. You know, with Juwan coming back, resuming head coaching duties, get organized, stick together, and close out games. That has been the the worst part right now of, of Juwan's tenure. And a lot of it is due to luck. A lot of it's bad luck. Um you know, some of it's coaching. There's a mixture of that in every game you play, but they're what six and twelve in games decided by a possession or two, something to that effect. So th- these closing out games is where it's going to be huge, and I think some of that's got to fall on Doug and Olivier. Like it's time now to take control. Like Doug needs to take control. He's the point guard. He's the leader of this team on the floor with the ball in his hands. And, and I think, you know, there's a twofold there. Like, Jawan's got to get them organized. They got to come together now around their head coach. But, you know, players got to continue to take more responsibility. And I think Doug can take another step up um, in his ascension that you've been seeing this year. Um, his career, he'll continue to get better and better. But I think now it's like, all right, this is my team now. Like, I, I'm in control of this at the end of the games. What do you think? What, what what's What's important for you rolling into – starting the Big Ten season, these these next two games? I mean, what, what do you want to see from them? You know, my, my whole thing was, even when I played, I didn't really like the games. I, w- I would like all the out-of-conference games, tournament games played, maybe a Christmas, you know, tournament if you're going somewhere mm-hmm. nice. 
I would like all those games played before the Big Ten play. I don't want no games in the middle. Uh, I'm it, with it, you, dude. Because I don't it, like it. It, it. it can clash a record. You play a team like McNeese State, now you battling. Your morale can be thrown off because you lose by one or win by one. You know, it's it's tricky. They do build character. You, you can get better. But once you start the Big Ten play, I, I think you should finish it on out. Um, it throws off the scout and, and everything. So that's why I was asking you, why did you – what did you take from those two games being in the middle of Big Ten play? Yeah, I, I hate it. Because it was me, it was, it was Big Ten season, like, okay, it's Big Ten season, we're turning it on. And, you know, it's not a different mentality of, like, how you approach a game, but it's just like a feeling. It's, it's hard to explain. It's like, but once you get in Big Ten season, you're like, all right, this is this is a, this is a different this is a different season now. Like we got to be in the Big Ten season, and if you have a winning record in the Big Ten season, it, it goes a long way, right? Like Michigan had that. Well, was it last year? I was bunched up, or two years ago? They're right there alongside everybody else, and their resume wasn't super great. But like, it looks really good to be close to the top of the Big Ten season. It it, it might even give you like. It can, it can knock you over from first four out to first four in, stuff it like does. that, because everyone respects the Big Ten. Now, that said, Big Ten is down, dude. Big Ten is, does not look good. Michigan State had a big win against Baylor. That's helping the Big Ten look better. But overall, like, the Big Ten as a whole has to pick it up, or else they're going to have the least amount of teams in the tournament than they've had in recent memory. So sure. who knows? It's going to be a wild ride there. But we're looking forward to those games. We'll see how um, – Games play out before um, the Minnesota game to really kick off the true Big Ten season, not the fragmented one. Um, you know, they got to keep going. We're we're fully supporting the team on this podcast. We'll see what happens with Juwan, but, you know, those guys, for their sake and for their season, like, I'm all in on these guys, and I, I think they have a lot of potential. So, again, they keep progressing, big bounce back against Iowa um they'll keep getting tested left and right and we'll just see we'll see how they respond so it's going to be a lot of fun any any closing words before we sign out here pd like you said we're big blue supporters um everything on this podcast we're supporting the team we're supporting jawan we only want the best for those young guys and just like any michigan fan we just like to win we want to win and yep we just giving our take yep Yep. So we'll see. Hopefully everything turns out good. I know that I got high hopes because this team has potential. Like I said, like I'm not, we're not talking about a team that, you know, we pray wins six or eight, six, seven, eight games in the big 10. Like we think they should be competing because that's a talent they have. Um, we'll just, we just hope it meshes. So appreciate everybody listening. Um, we'll be back um, in a week or two. Uh, find us on socials. What is at Beyond the Big Ten uh, on social media? Follow us on X SWD underscore three one seven PD. Are we getting your Are we getting your account active? Uh, at PD P E E D I M B K on Instagram and Twitter. I'm following P E D I. What? Where? P D M B K. Are you sure? Amir, you're going to have to cut this. <laughs> no, all right. We'll find it. We'll find it and put it out there. we got to do a better job of promoting the pod, too. But appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.